Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host, and I'm with... The one and only Derek Carlson. Hey, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. We keep doing these week in and week out, man. This we, is this is awesome. I we, love we, it. I we're love trying it. to knock it out, man, because I think this is a lot of information that is invaluable, and I think it's going to help the masses in general. But the one thing that I'm very interested about this one because I, I consider myself uh, protege zero. You know, I was one of the guys that when I saw you, we, we first met through business and real estate, and I had no clue about what I was doing. And you were yep. teaching me every step of the way on how to succeed at that time. But one of the things you never had then that it seems like now you're emphasizing is having a business plan. It's Interesting. Cr- yeah, it, absolutely. And as I mentioned in previous podcasts is the biggest challenge that I see, one of the biggest challenges that I see in our industry is that, you know, you go to real estate school for 63 hours. They 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 teach you all about the statutes and the contracts and, and so forth. And then you get out of real estate school and you've got you've to implement. Yep. Right. And you've got, then you got to, you got to go generate some leads, right? Then you got to learn how to talk to people and put all those deals together. Right? right. Right. But here's the thing. Prior to taking that 63 hour class, most realtors were a school teacher, police officer, firefighter, worked in the restaurant industry, mm-hmm. did everything else, but own a business. Right. So one of the things that I find that agents struggle with is they don't realize that the number one ingredient to run a successful business is to have a business plan, to have a step-by-step process that you have written down that's going to get you from point A to point B. Right. Right. And 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 let me explain what a, what what I consider a business plan and why it, why it's important and it's critical. We live in Florida, obviously. Let's say you and I, right, want to drive to California, and we leave at the same time. Same location. Let's say we leave today at noontime, right? Okay. And uh, we're going to do a little cannonball run, right? <laughs> I'll be Dom DeLuise. You'll be Burt Reynolds. That's either, right. Okay? Uh, but, but you're going to have one car, and I'm going to have another car, and we're going to leave at the same time, but we're going to go to L.A., okay? All right. And your car, it's just you, some good tunes, and some gas, right? <laughs> In my car, I've got the same good tunes, the same gas. It's the same car. But I have a GPS. Mm. Who's going to get to L.A. quicker? Oh, absolutely you. Who's going to? Seriously, think about that. That's it's going to. You, you're, trust me, I think that you're, you're, you're smart enough to figure out how to get to L.A. without having. I mean, heck, just follow the sun, right? Right. But I, I think that you're smart enough. You're capable. You obviously, we have the same cars. Right. But here's the thing. I'm going to get there in probably, what, five days? Yep. I'm going to know where the upcoming gas spots are, what restaurants to hit on the way. I'm going to know, go, know what highways. In fact, the GPS might even reroute me when there's an accident. And here's you. You leave Florida. Somehow you end up in Cleveland right? <laughs> or Boston. Right, right. You backtrack to New Jersey. Then you head over to Kansas City. Somehow you end up in South Dakota where you get a flat. You got held up at gunpoint, right? right? Real cannonball movie oh, stuff yeah. here, man. You know, and, and here's Roger Moore flying right by <laughs> right, you, right? right? So at the end of the day, I consider a business plan 
a blueprint or a map for your success. So what we're going to be going over today, which I call, and I believe they're all critical, is several things that are important when you're creating a business plan. Number one, personal goals. We're going to talk about that. Number two, your income goals. Number three, the one, three, five business plan, which is going to break down how you're going to get from point A to point B. Marketing. We're going to go over marketing. We're going to create a business plan. Uh, Lodi. Okay. What is Lodi? Sounds like an acronym. uh, Yeah. L-O-D-I. We're going to talk about the 80-20 rule, and then we're going to talk about what I call the five buckets. So let's go to the first one. Let's break down the first one. What is your personal goals? What are your personal goals? Why are you in this real estate industry? Um, I want everybody that's listening to this podcast to follow me and play along here. The first thing that I would do if I was starting a business is I need to understand, not, not business goal, what, what are my personal goals in life? What type of house do I want to live in? What kind of college do I want my kids to go to? What type of car do I want to drive? What do I want my vacations to look like? Because here's the deal. If you don't know why you're doing something, it's going to be very difficult to do it, right? And so one of the first things that I have all of our agents do is I want them to write down their personal goals, okay? Okay. Now, the next thing that I want them to do is to write down their income goals for this year. Okay, now normally we would do this for January 1st, so obviously it's beyond that. I want you to write down your income goals for the next 365 days. So whenever you're listening to this, what are your income goals for the next 365 days? Write it down. Now here's the thing. I I want you to write down two things. Number one, how much money you want to make in real estate over the next 365 days. And then how much money you need to make. Ooh, okay. Okay? Now, what is the want versus the need? The want is the pie-in-the-sky goal. I would like to make $250,000, grand, fifty grand, whatever your number is, it's your number. That's the goal of what you want to make. How much you need to make is your monthly rent check, your right. mortgage, your car payment, the gas, the food that you got to put on the table, right? The electric bill. And what I find is that most agents are going to realize that they're only playing up to their needs. Really? Yes. And I got to tell you a little story that that huh. it's, it's mind-blowing. Mike Ferry, one of the top real estate coaches, good friend of mine, Mike Ferry came in and spoke to our agents. And uh, he, he actually asked our agents to write down what their personal monthly expenses are. Write it down. He said, okay. write it down. Gotcha. So this agent sitting next to me was uh, was uh, three grand a month. Person uh, in front of me was four grand a month. I put down my number. And anyways, Mike went around the room and he said, okay. And he pulled the agent next to me. He says, how much money uh, do you need to make, meaning your expenses? And she says, $3,000 a month. He looks at her like Houdini. I'm sorry, not like Houdini, like David Blaine. And says, I bet you make $36,000 last year. I'm, wow. And then he goes to the person in front of me that said, I need to make four grand a month. He says, I bet you last year you made four, about 48 grand. Because here's what he discovered. Most people will play up to their need and not a nickel more than that. And here's the other remarkable thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people have $3,000 monthly expenses and are making no money. But the majority of us figure it out. 
whether we got to sell stuff on eBay, Craigslist, somehow, some way, we made it to this point. Think about all the struggles I went through. Yeah. Somehow, some way, I fed my kids. I had housing, a roof over my my head. I paid that electric bill. Somehow, some way, we always play. Most people play to our needs. I want people to realize their needs, but to start p- playing to what their goals are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I guess I, that's one thing that I wasn't realizing, and it makes total sense, that most of us do shoot the target as needs. We, we, I guess basically we don't know what our potential is. Yeah. You know, but but we have to set a bar up there to shoot for. Yep. Think about this. If you're going to if let's say you wanted to switch jobs, okay? And you were making fifty thousand dollars a year at a previous job and you're looking for a new job, what are you gonna tell that potential new employer how much money you need to make when they ask you what are you looking for for a salary? Yeah, just to currently you're gonna I'm, say I, I need to make fifty thousand. Right. Does it make sense? Yeah. What stops you from saying, well, wait a minute, I'm going to bring money into this place. I'm going to help expand this business or whatever that person's trying to hire you for. Why, did, why didn't you ask for 80? Yeah. Right? Right. And realtors need to understand that. Stop playing to your needs and stop playing to your wants. And here's what's going to happen. If you switch that, somehow you will start having more money in the bank account. You will, won't live... Commission check to commission check, and you'll start really, really getting some power behind you where you have reserves in the bank, yep. you have marketing money, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Oh, that's great. Now, the next thing that we're going to talk about is what I call the 135 business plan. Okay? And a business plan needs to break down a couple things. Number one, here's the one in the 135. You have to have a main business goal, and that could be as simple as this. How much money do you want to make in a, in, a, in a year? Or how many deals do you want to close? Okay. I'm going to start with closed sales. Okay. Let's say, let's say I'm writing my business plan and it's January 1st and I want to close 45 transactions this year. That's the one main business goal that you have. It's like the mothership, right? It's the, it's the 30,000 foot view. I want to close 45 homes. Well, you just can't say that. Now you have to break it down a little bit more. Yeah. So n- the three, the one, three, five, the three in that is now you have your main goal. I need you to write down three priorities to achieve that goal. So for example, I'll give you an example. I want to close 45 homes this year. That's my main, my one main business goal. The three, the three priorities would be to get that goal. I need to establish an online presence. I need to lead generate for new business daily. And number three, organize my uh, sphere of influence in my CRM database and systematically grow it and contact it regularly. Okay? So now I have the one is the main goal, 45 transactions. And those are three D, uh, um, ways that I'm going to get those 45 deals. Now, the five part of it, okay, the one, three, five, I'm going to take those three things and create a column, online presence, the next column, lead generate, the next column, five, uh, center of influence, sphere of influence. So in the second part of that, I said I needed to create an establish an online presence. I'm going to come up with five strategies to create an online presence. Number one, 
set up and update all social media network profiles, establish general action plan for communication on each social media platform. Number two, on the online part, create a personal landing page linking to all my social networks. Number three, build four agent websites, sellers, buyers, neighborhood farm, and then a blog. And again, these are just, this is just an example. Your, your plan is going to be different for you. Okay. Number four, locate and attend three training courses on internet lead generation every single year. Number five, develop a blog theme, create an action plan and start blog posts. So I determined to get to my 45 deals. One of the things I need to do is an online presence. Those are the five things that I chose for my online presence. For you, it might be post 10 Craigslist ads a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Post five YouTube videos a week. Post two Google AdWords accounts for new construction. You might have five things that you're going to do under that funnel called online marketing. Now, the second thing that I said I was going to do is lead generate for new business daily. That's another column. Five strategies for that. Lead generate every Monday through Friday for three hours from 9 a.m. to noon. I'm going to do that every Monday through Friday for three hours. Alternate contacts to sphere of influence, FISBOs, expired listings, and also announce just listed or just sold. Number two, meet with my accountability partner every Monday morning at 10 o'clock to hold me accountable to my goals. What's What's an accountability partner? It's somebody that you give permission to kick you in the ass when you're not doing the things that you said you were gonna do in your business plan. You give them every right to call you out. Last week, You said you were going to post 70 Craigslist ads. Why did you only post 20? Give me the answer. I need to know. I'm your accountability partner. So I would highly suggest if that's something that you want to do, find somebody in your real estate office and you guys become the accountability partner for each other. That's going to be hard because like you said, people are transitioning into being business owners. They're used to having that boss getting down on them. And now they have to be self-accountable and have somebody help them be accountable. Yeah, and remember, we're gonna and for this column called Lead Generate, which is one of the three priorities to achieve my main mothership goal. Um, we lead generate number three would be be faithful to my calendar, time block my lead generation time so I'm no longer available in the mornings. This realtor, this is an example again. Yours might be different. This realtor decided that he he or she was being pulled away every time the phone rang or every time they got something new in their inbox. And guess what? Every time you get pulled away from your business plan, you're putting yourself further away from your goals. So what a lot of realtors do is they say, listen, if I'm going to lead generate from 9 a.m. to noon every day, I'm going to actually create an appointment for myself. So when anybody wants to go look at property or a listing appointment, it has to be after noontime Mm -hmm. every day. Number four, role play scripts with an accountability partner regularly. And number five, five, obtain three new listings three buyer contracts, and four closed transactions every month, okay? The last one, remember, I came up with three priorities, and then I have five strategies for each one of these. Sphere of influence database. How am I going to come up with five things to manage that database, which will get me closer to my goals? Number one, contact all my family, friends, past clients, and leads to get updated contact information. Number two, Contact 50 people per week until everyone has been contacted and all updated info is received. Number three, enter all contacts into my CRM database management system. Add 10 new contacts per week. Number four, this realtor says, attend CRM trainings to help me get 
everyone uh, up to updated, create a launch and launch campaigns for them. And number five, systemize the campaign and touches and create a calendar of tasks to be able to follow up with those leads. This is again what we call the one three five business plan. Okay. And again, if anybody would like a copy of this plan, uh, just go to uh, Derek at leadgenerationlab.com. Derek at leadgenerationlab.com, and I'll send you a copy of this plan. Okay. I mean, one question I have for you, real quick, when it comes to setting the goals and let's just say 45 transactions, you do all of that to a T. And at the end of the year, you instead of 45, you end up with 30. Do you reassess? I mean, well, how do you go about doing I that? I wouldn't wait till the end of the year. Okay. Okay. You This business plan, and again, what I would do is create, it's called a one-page business plan. Okay. What I would do is laminate it. Look at it every day. And then adjust accordingly. Okay. You you, you know, what's going to happen is you're going to go to a training. You're going to learn about Facebook ads that you might have not have known about on January 1st. Or a YouTube class. Or a Google AdWords class. And you might have to adjust because at the end of the day, you're, you're gauging yourself. Okay. Top agents don't wait till the end of the year to realize that they failed. Top agents are looking at this self in a micromanaged way. Some of it do it on a weekly basis. Most of them do it on a monthly basis. So, for example, if I want to sell 45 homes plus a year or 48 homes, I need to close four homes a month. Did I close four homes last month? Right. Or does this month I need to close eight? To make up for my non-production last month. Right. You don't want to wait months to realize what you're doing is not working. Okay. Okay? So when you're doing your business plan, how will you reach your goals? How many deals do you have to close? How many leads do you need? How many visitors do you need to your website? How many buyer close sales and how many listings do you, do you need to close? Those are the things that you need to go over when it comes to creating a business plan. What I always like to do, though... And this is what I want agents to write down, is I like reverse engineering everything. This is called the Lead Generation Lab podcast, okay? I can actually tell you how many leads you need based on statistics to reach your goals based on your market by reverse engineering how much money you want to make. Not how much you need to make, how much you want to make. So step number one, I want everybody listening to this, I want you to write this down. How much income do you want to make over the next 365 days? 50 grand, 75 grand, $100,000, 200,000. Do you want to make a half million over the next next uh, calendar year, next 365 days? Write down that number, your goal, not your need, but your goal. So for this example, I'm going to say that I want to make $100,000 over the next year. How do I do that in real estate? How do I get there? How do I figure it out? To, make, to, to do things on a day-in and day-out basis to be able to reach that goal. Well, the first thing I need to do is I need to reverse engineer what hundred grand really looks like in our real estate industry. I need to figure out how many deals I need to close to reach that goal. So the way that I can figure that out is this. Find the median home price in your city, not the average, the median, the median home price. So for example... In the Naples market, let's say that it's three hundred and thirty-five grand. That's the median home price in Naples. Every market's different, whether you're in Tampa, Orlando, wherever. And I'm going to use three hundred and thirty-five grand. Find out what your median home price is for your market. What is the average commission? Usually, it's three percent. So I take the median home price and I multiply it by three percent. 
That means in the Naples market at 335,000 times 3%, that means that every single time I close a deal, I'm going to get a commission check as $10,050. Okay. Now I'm at hundred percent company. I don't have to give my broker any of that money. Yeah. Okay. So every time I close a deal in a Naples market based on statistics, I'm going to get about 10 grand. So if my income goal is a hundred thousand dollars, how many deals do I need to close in the next 365 days? 10, 10, yeah. 10. 10. Okay. You take 10 grand per deal, which we just figured out the median price times 3% and you divide it into your goal of making a hundred grand. You got to close 10 deals, give or take. Okay. Round, let's round it to 10. Um, so now most agents stop there. Most brokers, when they sit down with an agent, they stop there. They're like, go out there and get me 10 deals. You got 12 months to do it. And then the rookie agent staring you in the eyes like, I'm a rookie. I've never closed 10 deals before. How do I get there? Or yeah. you closed two deals last year, and now you have to somehow miraculously come up with eight. That's where most brokers stop. This is where I just start. Okay, because there's a science behind it. Remember, it's called the science of real estate agent marketing. Yes. This is where the science is going to come in. I can tell you how many visitors you need to your website. I can tell you how much, how many leads you need to close 10 deals. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So step number three. Huh. Step number three. How many leads do you need to close 10 deals in the next calendar year? Well, luckily... I can tell you that the average conversion rate is 4%, okay? That's in all leads, not just internet leads, that's open house leads, that's all of it. The uh, referrals, all of it. The average conversion rate is 4%. That means for every 100 leads, you'll close four deals, right? Yeah. So here's what we need to do. You got 10 closings, you divide that by 0.04, which is the conversion rate. That tells you on January 1st every year, if I want to close 10 deals in the, this year, I need 250 leads. 250 times 0.04 is 10 okay. closings. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk about that for a minute, okay? You're, Larry, you're a rookie agent. You look me in the eye, you're like, but Derek, it's January 1st. I want to close 10 houses, and you're telling me I need 250 leads I don't, I don't know how to get 250 leads to close my 10 deals to make 100 grand. Okay, well, we talked about it before. Let's buy leads. 38 bucks a lead on Zillow times 250 is 9,500 bucks. To make 100 grand in real estate, you spend 9,500 on Zillow. That's one way. Yep. Let's go to Facebook ads. Okay, Facebook ads where we're spending about seven bucks. Let's call it 10 bucks a lead on Google AdWords or on Facebook if you, if you do it yourself. Okay, $10 a lead times 250 leads because you want to close 4% of those, which is 10 deals, is 2,500 bucks. So whether you do it yourself, if you want to buy leads, it's just between 2,500 to 9,800 bucks, whether you do it yourself or you buy leads. Now, I told you that you need 250 leads. It's up to you to go figure it out, okay? But let's break that down. I don't like looking at January 1st where you're like, oh, I have to generate 250 leads, but last year I only generated 10. It's your mindset. 
Let's break it down to what it is a month. 250 leads divided by 12 months is 20.83 leads a month. 21 leads a month. 21, yep. Less than one a day. Less than one a day. 250 divided by 365 days is less than one lead a day. You have eight hours in front of you, and you want to make 100 grand. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you have to stand out in front of Publix passing out your business card all day. You're telling me that you can't, between Craigslist, YouTube, search engine optimization, Google AdWords, Facebook ads, social media, call and expire listings, going after Fizbo's, sitting open houses, passing out business cards at Publix. You're telling me you can't find one lead a day? Remember, that's not one closed deal a day. That's not one lead that's going to close a day. All you need to do is find 100 leads and only close four of them to reach your goal of 100 grand. So now it's not impossible. In fact, the way I just broke it down, it becomes possible. I broke it down to the micro level of how many leads you need in a day, how many leads you need in a month, and how many leads you need in a year. Stop focusing on the 10 closings a year or the 100 grand and start focusing on the day-to-day activities through using lead generation and all the things we talk about to get your one lead a day. And trust me when I say, if you want to make 200 grand, don't start saying, I want to make 200 grand. January 1st, say to yourself, in Naples, I need to figure out a way to generate 500 leads this year. Right. If you want to, if you want to make 400 grand this year, the very first thing you need to say to yourself is, how can I generate 1,000 uh, leads? Uh, See how the math works? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So now, step four. This is where I take it to it, the real science of real estate. If you call Zillow, Real Geeks, Trulia, Realtor.com, and I could tell you from generating 50,000 leads in my career, 50,000 plus leads, the average rate of visitor that goes to your website or to your lead capture page to, the, to, to those visitors that actually fill out a form is 8%. So let me, let's reverse engineer this even more. How many visitors do you need a year to generate 250 leads, which is going to get you to your 100 grand income goal. What do you think it is? How many visitors do you need a year to your website or lead capture pages? At an 8% rate? Yeah. Oh. To get to 250 leads. Time's up. Okay. <laughs> right? um, here's how we're going to get that math. The average lead uh, visitor to lead conversion rate is 8%. That means that for every 1,000 visitors to your lead capture page or to your website, you're going to generate 80 leads. Okay? That's the high-level thinking. But here's what I want you to do. We've already determined to make your 100 grand at a 4% conversion rate. You need 250 leads. What I want you to do now is take the 250 number, how many leads you need, and divide it by 0.08. That will tell you how many visitors you need to your website or to your lead capture page. So for example, 250 leads will get your 10 closings, which you'll get your 100 grand. 250 divided by 0.08 is 3,125 visitors. Why is that important? Pay per click. Pay per click advertising on Google AdWords and Facebook ads. We have some agents 
that are paying 25 cents a click to drive traffic to their page. 25 cents times 3,125 clicks to get that 250 leads mm-hmm. is $781 to make 100 grand. Jeez. Where else can you get a return on investments? Remember, Anthony, I'm talking about the science of real estate here. So again, I would argue, you want to make 100 grand, you got to get 250 leads. You want to make 100 grand, those 250 leads, you got to get 3,125 visitors over the next year. You want to make 200 grand, you need 500 leads. You're going to need about 6,200 visitors. You want to make 300 grand, you need 750 leads. And you're going to need about 9,300 visitors to your website, okay, right. to make a quarter of a million plus. Right. See, most brokers don't break it down to the science level. Yeah. Now, once you know how many visitors you need, you can now go to Google AdWords and Facebook pay-per-click and say, okay, I'm going to pay 50 cents a click, a dollar a click to drive traffic to those lead capture pages that we talked about in the past. Does that make sense? No, no, absolutely. And I think it also helps with the people that need to learn the structure that they're used to, they're able to say, okay, every day I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get a lead today. Yeah. I'm going to get two leads yep. today. It I just breaks it down to a daily level of having a goal to attain. And in our previous trainers, we talked about focus. Imagine if it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I did not generate my one lead that day. Right. There's some agents that will go to bed and sleep, crawl, go into the covers and watch Netflix. Right. Me. I am working the phone like a madman. I'm telling you right now, I'll go to the local bowling alley and start passing out my business card. You're working your ass off. I'm going to work my ass off to get my one lead. Now, it doesn't have to be a lead that closes, but I need to put it in the pipeline. Right. See what I'm saying? Absolutely, yep. So So that's the science. Break it down. Have your income. Figure out how many leads you need, 4% conversion, based on how many closings you need. And then break it down even more. And how many visitors do I need to drive traffic to my website lead capture page? Unbelievable. Other things to consider. We've determined that to make hundred grand in the Naples market, uh, the median house price, you need to close 10 deals. This is what I've found in watching agents over the, over the course of my career. In year number one, most agents run with what we call the 80-20 rule. 80% of those 10 deals will be on the buyer side, 20% will be on the listing side. Why? It's a lot easier to unlock doors and show property than it is to have the skill set to go on a listing appointment to convince a seller to give you and entrust you with the keys of the property to try to sell their home. Does that make sense? Yes. So year number one, most agents, they focus on buyer leads. Year number two, they get a little bit more experience. Somebody showed them how to go after expired listings, FISBOs, whatever. And it's usually like 70-30. Seven of the transactions will be on the buy side. 30% 30% will be on the listing side. Year number three, 60, 40, give or take. And by year number four, in a perfect world, you should be at least half of your transaction should be on the list side and half on the buyer side. That's good balance, okay? And then as you, year number five, six, you're going to find yourself predominantly going to the listing side more. That's where the top agents that sell 100 homes a year, they end up going because they realize That's the foundation of real estate. So you want to consider out of your deals based on your income goals and your, in our example, how many homes you want to sell, how many are going to be on the buy side and how many are going to be on the list side, okay? Now, other things to consider when you're creating your business plan, okay? Lodi, L-O-D-I. I call it the law 
of diminishing intent. Okay. Have you ever been to a conference, like a real estate conference, where it was Mike Ferry, Craig Proctor, Tom Ferry, Tony Robbins, Gary Vanderchuk? It doesn't matter. But you walked out of there and said, I am going to change my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do everything that one of these coaches or these inspirational um, people have told me to do, and I'm going to reach all my goals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ro- walk on water, basically. Yeah. And then that lasts about a week or two weeks or maybe a month. Remember, you work for yourself. The only person, there's going to be nobody that can motivate yourself day in and day out more than yourself. However, with that said, Lodi, law of diminishing intent, I encourage all realtors that are listening right now that once every three months, get out of your office, maybe even out of your town, and go to a national real estate event or somewhere like a Tony Robbins event or if Gary Vanderchuk speaking every three months, four times a year. Okay. You need to put fuel back into your system because this real estate industry, give me 90 days as a realtor, you're going to lose deals. You're going to get deals. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to, you're going to get tired. You're going to work seven days a week. You need every 90 days to put yourself back into an environment where everybody's up out of their chair, rock star mentality, right? Where you're hearing guys like Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Craig Proctor, whoever, lighting a fire under you again. So that Monday morning, you're right back at it and you don't miss a beat. So every three months, I encourage you, go to a large training event. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it just goes back to a lot of things that we do when we're trying to set goals and we've never done it before and we're going out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You need to be reminded and be around people that are striving Winners. for that. As well. Yeah, exactly. Winners. Yeah. Winners. And, and I know Tony Robbins has said this best and a, a lot of the other business owners out there have said this. You become the sum of the five people you hang around the most. Okay, I don't know if you believe that or not, but I do after yeah. watching it. Uh, if you hang around losers, guess what? You're going to be a loser. If uh, if you're trying to lose weight, are you going to lose weight around a bunch of fat people, or are you going to lose weight about a bunch of uh, around a bunch of uh, fitness gurus? Where are you going to lose weight quicker? If you want to quit smoking, are you going to hang around with people that smoke still? Yeah. If yeah. if if you're gonna, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. You've got to surround yourself with the environment that you want. So if you want to win, you've got to surround yourself with people that are winning in the industry. Yeah. Right? And like I said, I want I got to lose weight. I got to lose 30 pounds right now, okay? I'm overweight by at least 30 pounds. I know one of the things that I want to do like now because I'm now focused on that is I want to surround myself with people in shape like yourself. I cannot be hanging around with people that want to go drinking every Friday night yeah. and Saturday night. And have a few beers and to get that beer belly, right? Yeah. Can't do it. I can't do it. So let's move on to the other things to consider. The 80-20 rule when it comes to managing your time, okay? We talked about this in previous classes or, or podcasts. 80% of your day needs to be on income-producing activities. I cannot stress that enough. And there's only three of them. You have a buyer in your car showing property. You go on a listing appointment. Or you're trying to generate leads for a couple hours a day. 80% of your day on income producing activities. 20% of your day on managing the minutia. Managing the business. 
going out and putting signs on the property, dropping off key boxes, mm-hmm. calling back and scheduling showing appointments. The stuff that we have to do, what I find is the agents that can manage their time are the most successful agents. Well, the agents that are that just let the day come to them and they don't manage their time, the next thing you know, they're like, yeah, I worked 12 hours today. But they didn't do one damn thing that was an income-producing activity. <laughs> right, yeah. So how's that going to get you closer to your 10 transactions? It won't, right? Yeah. So manage your day, the 80-20 rule, okay? Now, one of, the, one of the last advice tips that I can give when you're creating a business plan, okay? We talked about the 135 plan. We talked about the 80-20 rule. We talked about Lodi. We talked about we, we reversed engineered how many deals you need to, and how many leads you need and how many visitors you need. I want you to have a wonderful life. I want you to protect your business. And some of you need to learn how to manage your money because you dream about having success some days. And when you have success, you're not going to know how to handle that success. I call it the five buckets. Okay. What is the five buckets? Ask me what the five buckets are. What are the five buckets, Derek Carlson? All right. (laughs) The five buckets is what you do with every commission check. Okay. And I'm going to break it down and I'm going to talk about each one independently. The five buckets are this. Bucket number one, IRS. Bucket number two, marketing. Bucket number three, your living expenses. Bucket number four, your savings account. And bucket number five is called your fun account. Every time you get a commission check from your broker, I would dump, I would have five accounts at, let's say, Bank of America, and I would literally tell Bank of America to deposit the following percentages of that commission check into each account. By doing this, you're going to find that you're never going to owe the IRS money. You're always going to have enough marketing money. You're going to always live within your means. You're going to have more money than you can ever have for fun, and you're going to have reserves in your savings account for a rainy day. So these are the percentages of the five buckets. Bucket number one, IRS, 20%. As soon as you get a commission check, I don't care if it's a rental check for 100 bucks, or if it's a $10,000 check, take 20% and put it in the first bucket called the IRS. Take two grand of that $10,000 commission and put it into the IRS bucket. Bucket number two, marketing. I want you to take 20% and put it into a marketing budget. Okay? So think about that. If you want to make 100 grand, 20% of that, which is $20,000 should always be in your marketing budget that you draw from that you can use for Facebook ads, Google AdWords, Zillow. I had an experience of an agent recently and this is one of our top agents. She made a couple hundred thousand last year. I think it was 150. And she made 150 like the last three years each year. Like, Mm. I mean, it's crazy. Like Like she almost made a half million dollars in three years. So anyways, she says, can I talk to you, Derek? And I said, yes. And she says, I'm struggling. I said, okay. So the first thing I always do is I got to find what you're doing. If you're struggling, I need to know your baseline. What are, you, what are you doing to generate business? What's your marketing budget look like? So I, I, I asked her what she was doing, and, and, and uh, I finally came to the question. I'm like, okay, how much money do you have left in your marketing budget? Mind you, she made 100 her 1099 had 150 grand on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in her marketing budget, she should have had what? 20,000. 
no more than that. Thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah, one hundred fifty grand times twenty percent. It's thirty grand. You're right. Okay. She says, "What do you mean marketing budget?" What she was doing was taking that check and using it for her living expenses. Every check. Mm. You know what that sounds like? An employee mentality, not a business owner mentality. Yeah. Business owners reinvest back into their business. She should have had thirty grand. And you and I both know, let's say 30 grand. Let's break it down. I'm going to break this down. 30 grand divided by 12 months is 2,500 a month. Let's say we even go the Zillow route, which I don't recommend because I like doing it myself, and buy leads at 38 bucks a lead. At $2,500 a month, she could have generated, just even if she spent at 38 bucks a lead on Zillow, 65 leads a month. Mm. Instead, she don't have the 65 leads and she spent the money. Let's say at 2,500 bucks a month out of the 30 grand she should have in her budget and she does it the DIY, my way, do it yourself, at 10 bucks a lead, 250 leads a month at a 4% conversion rate. Remember, we go. let's go back to the math. Right. At 4%, 10 deals a month. She could be making not 150 grand a year. She can be making 100 grand a month if she would have learned how to do it herself, take that money and dump it back into her business. Instead, she's struggling. She's almost out of the industry. Does that make sense? That's sickening. Exactly. So I would take out of bucket number two, I don't care if it's a $10 BPO check, take 20% and put it into a marketing budget. Bucket number three, living expenses. 40%. That's your housing, your car, your gas, your food, your electric bill, your phone bill. Living expenses, 40%. So if you made 150 grand, you need to figure it out with 60 grand. Yeah. Okay? You need to figure it out. Or let's do this. If your expenses are 100 grand a year and you made 150, you need to start selling some things off. You need to start living within your means. Yep. Or guess what? Go make more money because right right now you're living way above your means. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I like about the 40% number. Let's say you make a hundred grand and you have 40 grand that you allot to your living expenses, your rent, your, your car payment, your, your electric bill, phone bill, whatever, your food. Guess what? If you want a better lifestyle, just go make more money. If you make 200 grand, now I'm allotting you 80 grand a month to spend uh, a year to spend. If you want a bigger lifestyle, go make 300 grand a year. I'm now giving you a 10 grand a month. You could have a, a, a P. Diddy house for 10 grand a month. Right. Right? So always live within the 40% rule. The funniest thing is debt to income ratio in more, the world of mortgages is about 40%. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, so that number is not just a, a, something that I've come up with. I'm telling you. Bucket number three, 40% living expenses. Bucket number four, savings account, 10%. So if you're making 100 grand, 10 grand a year should at least be going into a savings account. Rainy day money. I would argue that savings account, you should always try to have at least six months of reserves of whatever your your, your monthly bill is to live live should be in there. Six months of reserves before you buy anything for yourself. Because this real estate industry, if you get sick and don't work, you don't make money. Mm-hmm. If you break your leg or play basketball and you pull your, your, your tear your Achilles and you can't show property, you don't make money. Okay? You work for yourself. Okay? There's no time off. 
you work for yourself. So you need to have that savings account because listen, you know, I went from selling an abundance of homes in 2006 to the real estate market crash in 2007. I didn't have rainy day money. It nearly brought me to my knees. Nobody sat down with me and said, son, someday you should save some of this money. No, I kept pouring it back into my business. I was spending like a drunken sailor, right? I'm telling you, take 10% in bucket number four and put it towards savings account. And I'm going to encourage all realtors, find out what your monthly living expenses is and multiply it by six and have at least six months of reserves always in your account. You will have a wonderful life. Bucket number five, the last bucket, fun money, Vegas money, red bottom shoes, handbags. Red Sox game money. Red Sox game money, 10%. (laughs) 10%. So think about this, Anthony. You like to go to Vegas. You like you like to go to a ball game like I do, right? Absolutely. Imagine if you make a hundred grand and you have ten grand a year to do whatever the hell you want to gamble. There's your gambling money. There it is. Right? Ten grand a year to do what you want to do with it. So let's go over to five buckets again. Twenty percent IRS, twenty percent marketing, forty percent living expenses, ten percent savings, ten percent fun money i think overall what i the the beautiful thing about all of this this business plan that you put together here is that you can reverse engineer it this is where you talk about the science for real estate agent marketing and providing for yourself and you're able to attain all these goals or have a realistic target uh if by the numbers just by breaking down the numbers and some people don't want to invest their time or energy in the numbers it seems like they're if you can just break it down to this level Micro level of understanding, okay, this is what I need to do for myself. Breaking down all these percentages. I mean, this is a a successful plan. Yep, I agree. And a couple of other things I want everybody to consider. We all have the same 24 hours in the day, okay? Um, I call it success redefined, is to have somewhat of a balanced life. Um, When you own your own business, a lot of us have uh, become uh, so attached to our email, our phone, our text. Um, but you got to remember that business isn't is everything, okay? It's it's a means for you to make income for your family, to reach your goals, okay? I've met people that have made over $200 million selling their companies, but they're miserable, divorced four times, and right. kids won't even talk to them unless they're writing a check, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Success redefined. Have balance. Right. Family. Business. Health, mindset, okay? And, and for, for many of you, it might be your, 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 uh, your religion as well, your God, right? Um, family, business, health, mindset. Now, I got to tell you, we all, as I mentioned earlier, we all have the same 24 hours. And I caught myself doing this. I am uh, uh, in, in, in half the time a single dad, right? I'm running a company of now 600 agents. Um, sometimes I made the excuse I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to work out. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Robbins comes by and embarrasses me. I don't have time to work out. And then Gary Vaynerchuk, which is running the company much bigger than mine, comes by and he's working out at 530 in the morning somehow, right. some way. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But then I'm reminded that are there, there's people out there with a family that are working has more things on their plate than I could ever dream of that somehow 
finds the time within their 24 hours that they were allotted. Yeah. So if you want to figure this out, you can. And as I mentioned before, sometimes you need a better system. Yes. Sometimes you need accountability. Sometimes you have to make the money first, take a step back from work it out. So you can then say, okay, I made the money. I have my reserves. I can pull back a little bit. Instead of making 400 grand, I'm going to make 350 this year. Yeah. And now I'm going to put a little bit more time to myself. Okay. But here's the thing. Coming up with the excuse that you don't have the time. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. The guy works out and he's got like seven movies coming out every year. Yeah. On top of his other production companies and everything else. How does he make the time? You can do it. You can figure it out. So that's the other thing I wanted to mention. No, I think you, you hit on that. And it goes back to one of the 10 habits that you talked about in the prior podcast is knowing who you are. And, you know, there's some people that do work-life immersions and work-life yep. balance, right? Yep. I mean, it's just a – and no formula. There's some people out there, they love to have the immersion of work with their current personal life, and other people have that balance. So I think that's a subjective answer. It, it, it is. It is. And I mean, you look at Derek Jeter and, and, uh, and Kobe Bryant. Both of them were pretty honest about, hey, listen, I'm a horrible friend. Yeah. Uh, Kobe's like, I'm going to play basketball and go home to my wife every night, and that is all I'm going to do. You won't see me play video games. You will never see me go into any extracurricular stuff. I am focused on basketball. Come see me when I retire, right. and maybe I'll win an Oscar. Right. Okay? Derek Jeter, he knew who he was. He said, listen, I'm not getting married while yeah. I'm playing for the Yankees. I'm sorry. I am not going to put a 162-game schedule on my wife. Right. Or my kids. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to me. I'm putting all my time into the Yankees. Yeah. But I will tell you, there is a balance out there. And here's the one thing I want to say. For any of you that have kids, don't lose your family because you want to be successful. Figure it out. Don't ignore your kids. And you can do it in, in little drips and drabs. Like, for example, nothing bad's going to happen to you if you put your phone away during a one-hour dinner mm -hmm. at the Outback with your family. Nothing bad's going to happen to you if you're at a barbecue and you leave your phone in the car for an hour and a half. Be there, be present, and then get right back to it the second that family gets on to something else, yeah. right? A couple other things I want you to consider, and again, I'm going off topic a little bit. I think it's important for your business plan. Again, I can't stress this enough. Peace of mind. Always have six months in reserve in your bank account. But here's the thing I want to tell you, a little story. A lot of you haven't broken down what six, six months of reserves looks like in the terms of real estate deals, okay? Right, right. I want you to go to bed at night knowing that your bills are paid for at least six months. If anything were to happen, you get into a little rut, whatever. So example, let's say my monthly living expenses is three grand, okay? Six months means that I need to have in my bank account 18,000, right? Well, do you know in Naples that's less than two transactions? That's less than two deals. They're about nine grand, 10 grand a piece. We did the math earlier. Yep. So if you don't have any money in your bank account right now and your monthly expenses is three grand a month, what I would do if I were you is figure out how many deals you need to close and work overtime. Obviously, you need to, to do your regular deals for your goals, but work overtime to find, in this example of living in Naples and having three grand a month, find those two deals. Get that 18 grand in that bank account as quickly as humanly possible. Last thing to consider, fuel your mind. Fuel your mind. Read everything you can on real estate 
everything you can on being an entrepreneur, a business owner. Follow Gary Vaynerchuk. Follow Tony Robbins. Follow Kerwin Ray. Read market reports. Understand the price per square foot, the median house price. What's going on in your market? Experts get paid. Experts get paid. Lastly, and I know I said that was the last, but this is the last thing I, I really think that agents have to get a handle on. You got to control your schedule. Your, your significant other is going to try to pull you off your schedule. Your kids will try to pull you off your schedule. Your clients are going to try to pull you away from your lead generation time. Control your schedule and you can create your income. You need to create a daily schedule. Successful people do. Every Sunday night, if I were you, I would write out your seven-day plan of what you're going to do with your schedule. Those are your work hours. Stick to it. Right? Stick to it. And um, one last tip, and I, and I actually do this myself. I, I'm a practitioner of my own preaching sometimes. Um, I always used to use the uh, excuse that I didn't have enough hours in the day especially with one of the, a large organization like I do. And I'll never forget when somebody said this to me, and I'm going to say this to everybody now. You want an extra 365 hours this year? Wake up an hour earlier. Wake up an hour earlier. You might not think that you can do it, but there is not a big difference from waking up from 7 a.m. to 6 a.m. or from mm-hmm. 6 to 5 a.m. Right. What you're going to find is those extra 365 hours is going to give you the time to... Generate more leads, more time with the family, right? More time for um, for working out, more time to follow up with your clients, more right. time for every three hundred and sixty five hours. No. Let's face it: if you took that three hundred sixty five hours and just divided it, okay, into to lead generation, okay, I mean, how many more leads could you potentially generate? It could change your business. No, it's it's uh, it's one of those things when you add those extra hours in the morning. It does negate the time that you have for Netflix and things that night that many of us are accustomed to doing. And I think that's one of the things that you realize with having a business plan and staying rigid with it and doing all these things, personal income, marketing, the one, three, five, loading, 80, 20, and the five buckets. I mean, all, all yeah. these things are a part of the success and being a top agent, a top yeah, producer. Absolutely. And here's the deal. And again, you got to remember, I respect everybody that gets their real estate license. It's not your fault that you were not a business owner. Right. You were a police officer. Thank you very much for your service. You were in the military. Thank you very much. You were a firefighter. You worked at the local restaurant. Okay, you worked as a uh, uh, for the county. Okay, it's not your fault that somebody didn't teach you how to become a business owner. Right. But here's the thing: once you t- uh, decided to do this, and once you hear this podcast, now not knowing is not an excuse. Right. It's up to you to go become the best business owner that you can be. And these are just some tips. These some some things that I've seen in our industry. I've experienced myself. I'm very right, tra- uh, transparent when it comes to this stuff. And I want everybody to have a wonderful life because I'm going to tell you right now, in real estate, in this amazing industry, you can make as much money as you want to, regardless of how you were brought up, regardless of your educational experience where, you, you know, you, you, maybe you don't have a college degree. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. You have the same opportunity as the top producers have that have figured this out. Yeah, I think there are, and this is so invaluable, and I appreciate you sharing this this mindset and, and how to go about tackling a business plan in this field. I think this is a very 
valuable. I keep saying that word because that's what I'm, I'm looking at all these notes and everything that you've just been spewing here. And it's I'm looking at this like, wow, I mean, these are all the tools you're providing for any agent to succeed in this industry. So absolutely, I, I thank you so much for this. And I'm sure the listeners will thank you. So thank you, Anthony. With, with that said, man, we're out of here until next time. Until next time. Mm-hmm.